0: Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout, to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season three, we're talking all about travel jobs. Let's get started. Today is a very exciting interview episode because for the first time, I have a returning guest. How cool is that? And for good reason. So today I am speaking with Jen Tenzer, the soloist. And she was first here on season one where we talked all about her career break. And if you want to go back and listen to that episode, I've linked it in the show notes. And today we are talking about her thriving business as a travel advisor, which allows her to plan travel for other people, It allows her to travel the world on her own. It allows her to be invited by brands and companies to sample their products in order to suggest them to her clients. So it's a really cool job. And if it's something you've ever considered, then this is the episode for you. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities podcast. I'm excited because today I have my first time return guest. So no one's been on the podcast twice except for me. And so today I am bringing you the soloist, Jen Tenzer. And if you want to catch her first episode and her background. It's in season one. It's episode 15, where she talks all about her career break, but that's not what we're talking about today. She's a travel advisor, so I'm going to turn it over to her to introduce herself a little bit, and we'll get the conversation rolling. Hello. Thank you for having
1: me again. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Like Callie mentioned, my name is Jen Tenzer. I'm the founder of a solo travel planning company called Soloist, and I guess today I'll just be talking all about my transition to becoming a travel advisor and what that really means today.
0: Awesome. Just in case someone doesn't have all the time, can you just take us back a little bit to your background, very briefly touch on your career and when you left and what brings you to what you're doing today?
1: Absolutely. So for over 10 years, um, previously my career was in finance. I worked in investment banking on wall street and was just grinding away (laughs) and really enjoyed it for a while until something kind of switched within me. And I decided that it was no longer really aligned with how I wanted the rest of my life to go, my career life, and that I wanted to do something that I was more passionate about. And that led me to travel and specifically solo travel. And so that is the transition. And, you know, it definitely took some time. To start this business because I knew absolutely nothing about travel planning. And now I would say I'm in a place where I have done this for about a year now.
0: Awesome. From your transition from the corporate world to travel, you were kind of blogging and stuff along the way. Is that how you would say you got started?
1: Yeah, I would say I really didn't create some sort of like business plan. I just kind of like tiptoed into it here and there and created this business as I went. So I started by, you know, founding an LLC, starting an Instagram account, and then starting a website just through Squarespace and learning how to build a website for the first time. And and on that website was a blog. And then through that process, kind of realizing that more than just blogging about solo travel or posting Instagram stuff, content about solo travel. I really wanted to have a hand in helping make that solo trip happen for people who might be nervous about it or scared for their first trip. I wanted to be like a little bit more intimately involved in the process.
0: Very cool. And so when you started thinking like, I want to be more involved, what were your next steps? did you put out an offer to be like, I can help you plan your trip? Or how did you kind of transition into that world?
1: I started trying to just put out offers. Um, I definitely, you know, on my Instagram page and such was like pitching myself to help plan people's trips. And look, like I've traveled a lot. Um, I'm fortunate to have done a lot of travel. And so I felt qualified to do that. But the reality is, Planning travel professionally for somebody else includes a host of other things that you need to know, potential risks and liabilities, and so, you know, not getting any clients here in crickets. Um, I decided to make the entire thing a little bit more professional, and so I took a class on how to, you know, start your own travel agency, and I think very quickly after investing in that class and like investing in myself, right? Um, that's when I got my first client. And I definitely think that's, you know, not random.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit more about how you decided which class to take? I imagine there's a lot out there. There there are. I, I did some research.
1: I found a woman on YouTube who had like, you know, 30 plus years of industry experience, had built this huge agency with like tons of travel agents underneath her. And she had a pretty comprehensive course. I kind of just went with it. I don't know. I just went with my gut and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. And if it doesn't work, maybe I can look elsewhere or at least I'll then know enough to know what I don't know, if that makes sense. So um, I did a little research, not a ton, you know, I'm very glad I invested in that course because that's really what started the whole ball rolling for me.
0: That's awesome. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you didn't know that you now know?
1: Oh, man, how it works in terms of like, you know, needing my own insurance. So basically, um, if I accidentally put some misspell somebody's name on their ticket and they have trouble getting through security or something like I'm not liable (laughs) Um, when I go to, you know, have to rebook their ticket or something, that would be covered the price of that ticket or you know, learning about travel insurance and all the different options that exist, especially because I started this during COVID, like learning about which sort of policies do or don't cover COVID, what all they do cover. You know, there's just there's so many different like little nitty gritty details. And then also just in terms of like learning more about the mechanics of the industry in terms of the fact that like travel advisors get commissioned paid out by hotels, which I really didn't realized before. So, you know, me building and maintaining relationships with hotels and other travel suppliers, tour operators, things like that is really beneficial because then I can potentially increase that percent commission that I can make off of booking someone's trip over time.
0: Very cool. Okay. So there's a lot that I have questions on there. We will start with, is there a difference between travel agent and travel advisor?
1: I I don't think so. I think it's just um, travel agent is like a term from the 1970s that people think of this like really dodgy. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like older person who's just booking like Disney cruises all day or something. You know, kind of like vacations in a box, very standardized packages. And I think that term kind of transitioned to be called to being called travel advisor more recently to get rid of the stigma associated with travel agent and reflect the fact that this is a very curated, more custom type of experience than you might have thought so. But no, I don't think there's really any distinction. Okay, cool. <laughs> other than yeah, that. I never
0: knew. <laughs> Perfect. So you curate and book trips for your clients how, like, how do you do that? Is there a platform that is used by travel advisors or how do you go about that?
1: There are a host of different platforms. Yeah. To book insurance, to book flights, to book hotels, to um, book tour guides and each different advisory firm will have different platforms. There are a number of different platforms. So, um, you know, there's a few big platforms that will, that advisors might use to book air, depending on what travel agency you work for, or you're affiliated with, you might use one of the various different platforms. But yes, booking through those platforms, makes it very easy, like I was talking about commissions, um, to just kind of like get those commissions set. Alternatively, if for example, I'm looking to book a client at some like really cool, trendy, unique boutique hotel, that may not be present on one of those more corporate large platforms i can just reach out to the hotel directly as well via email you know like hey i have a client coming do you have availability what are the rates and from my perspective what sort of commission do you offer for travel advisors
0: okay cool was there some sort like to join these platforms and stuff is there some sort of certification that you had to get
1: So there really isn't
0: actually, um,
1: like taking a course, they'll say that you're quote unquote an accredited travel advisor, but to be honest, there's really nothing to that. There's no sort of like certification or anything like that, which actually really surprised me when I first got into the industry. What you do need is what's called an IATA number. Mm -hmm. And that is basically like the travel advisor number, which allows you to earn commissions and book this stuff professionally without that iata number you can't do that so um to get that iata number you either need to have been in the industry long enough to have um, racked up enough sales where you just garner that number or if you're newer be affiliated with a larger travel agency as an independent contractor pay them they all have different structures but maybe like pay them a small fee per month to kind of like use their iata number for your bookings use their booking platforms and things like that so you can leverage that larger agency while still really owning your own business
0: got it okay very interesting you invested in this course and then you got your first client so how did that happen how do clients find you
1: I have a little bit of a unique experience where a lot of my clients find me via Google. And I think that's just because of what I was saying earlier, where when I first started, I really doesn't didn't know what I was doing. And I started a blog and, you know, started learning about blogging, about SEO, search engine optimization, so like how to get traffic to my site, how to increase the authority of my website from Google's perspective so that if someone searches for solo travel, I'm more likely to come up as a search result because I didn't know what I was doing and spent my time in that way. It ended up being really beneficial for me because that is now like a huge driver of my new traffic. People will maybe search for solo travel Costa Rica. They find my Costa Rica blog post. They realize that the blog writer also has this solo travel advisory firm and they're like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm just going to have this girl plan my whole trip. She obviously has been there and knows where to stay and everything. So that is a huge driver for me. I would say that is very atypical in the industry. Um, Most people get their clients from friends, family, referrals, and then repeat clients, or other marketing platforms, social media, Instagram, YouTube, things like that. So now that I've been doing it for a year, I'm starting to get repeat clients, which is fantastic and ideal. Um, And then I'm also starting to bring in clients from Instagram. But I would still say that Google drives a lot of my new business, which is fantastic because I think one of the things that's really challenging, at least for me about social media is like showing up consistently all the time. It can just get draining. And the fact that my blog is bringing in new clients, like without me doing anything at this point, you know, is really nice.
0: That's amazing. And like really hopeful and good to know. And a good reminder, like Anything you're doing now could serve you in the future. So just keep going. (laughs) Absolutely. You really never know how things,
1: yeah, might turn. So if you feel for some reason that you should be doing something at the given time, like maybe chase that. Maybe don't, you know, ignore that.
0: You never know. So that's awesome. You never know. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about the benefits of using a travel advisor? Like why someone would come and instead of just booking it themselves, for example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um there's definitely a lot of benefits. You know, one, this person does this for a living. They're an expert. They've theoretically traveled a lot, planned other trips to wherever you're going. And so you're gonna get expert advice from somebody who's been there and knows what they're doing. Two, th- you know, they just take all the burden off of your shoulders. Like anyone who's planned any trip knows that a lot of research and work is involved. It's almost like a second job. And a lot of people have very demanding busy lives and don't have the time to plan a trip. So it's kind of nice, I think, to offload that to someone else and just be able to like pack a bag and show up. And then um, a third piece is the fact that, you know, there's somebody else kind of like looking out for you. So if your flight got changed or canceled and you maybe missed the email notification or while you're traveling, you know, your flight gets canceled, there's somebody else looking out for you in your trip who's likely already on the, their laptop, like rebooking you on the next flight and things like that. Um, so overall ease, safety while you're abroad or wherever you're traveling to um, is just like easier, more efficient.
0: And does it add a lot of cost for the traveler to use a travel advisor?
1: So I would say, you know, sometimes it's cheaper, actually, like the cost is either the same or slightly lower when you use an advisor, because there are plenty of times when I can get slightly better rates at hotels and things like that because of the relationships that I've built over time. The one piece that can be more expensive is that depending on what travel advisor you use, they may or may not charge an upfront planning fee. So I charge an upfront planning fee because those commissions alone aren't really enough for me to pay my rent. <laughs> and the reality is if somebody decides to bail on their trip like the night before, I'm no longer earning commission on their hotel because they're not visiting their hotel. And so I will have done potentially 10s, 20, whatever hours of work that you know I'm not getting paid for. And I'm just not in the business of doing work for free. So I charge an upfront fee. So that is more expensive, right? You know, you're paying for this service. I like to think of it though as anything else. You know, you would pay a lawyer for their services. You would pay really any service provider. So that is an extra expense.
0: But it saves you so much time because like when I plan stuff for myself, I go down a rabbit hole and it takes like I waste so much time searching for stuff. If I just handed that off, like, oh my gosh, I would have so much time back.
1: And it's just more fun, to be honest, because you completely take away the stress element. And like the way that at least I plan trips is it's very custom, very curated to that person. Like I kind of psychoanalyze them, where they're at in their life and what they really need from this trip and how I can help meet those expectations. And because it's so custom... I'll give them different options. So I'll give them like a few different options for hotels and different destinations for activities. And so they get to look through a first draft itinerary, look at all these fabulous hotel options, (laughs) like picked specifically for the way that they like to travel, the hotels they like to stay at and things like that. Activities that are, again, like exactly related to whatever their interests are and still be a part of the planning process in that way without any of the stress. And then I also book everything on their behalf too. So they don't need to worry about like, Oh my gosh, if I don't book this flight ASAP, or if I forget to do it, the price is going to go up. Like I'm worrying about that. Right. So it takes some of the burden off the
0: shoulders of my clients. Absolutely. That's so true. Do you curate itineraries like day by day? Like you have everything planned from start to finish, or do you ever do like sort of just accommodations and flights? You know, I, I do
1: whatever my client really wants. Like there are times when they say, oh, I already booked this flight to Tokyo, but can you fill in everything else? You know, so I I really meet the client where they're at, but I definitely do end to end planning. So like your flights, all your car transfers, which is actually a huge piece, like the logistics of figuring out how to get from one place to the other. can be another whole thing that people kind of like leave by the wayside and then don't realize until they get there. Like, Oh wow. I'm really far from my destination. You know, take care of all that. Take care of any like dinner reservations. They want to book spa appointments, theater tickets, really like everything.
0: Sounds so nice. Just to like, you just go. <laughs> I call
1: it, yeah, I call it a concierge service for that reason because I'm really like doing absolutely everything and I kind of make myself on call during their trip, which is one thing that can be a little bit challenging if they're on like crazy time zones. And so that is a piece of my business that I think in the future, as I continue to build out and grow, I need to work on and figure out like having some sort of call service because it can get crazy if someone's calling me at 4am you know definitely But, um, but that that's part of like the service that I provide is just being available for them especially because I have this niche in solo travelers where I really want them to feel supported and I think you know me being on call is a big part of that if they feel uncomfortable while
0: they're alone or anything like that absolutely do you get a lot of travelers who are on their very first solo trip
1: Yes, I would say most of my clients are taking their first big solo trip. Maybe they've traveled a for work before or domestically, but this is kind of
0: like a big leap of faith for them typically, which is also kind of like exciting and scary and all the things. That's awesome. That must be really fun to support someone in that way, especially since you have all this solo travel experience as well. Yeah, it is. It really is. Very Cool. Do you find do you plan for destinations that you yourself haven't traveled to before or do you find most of your clients are looking for places you have traveled to before?
1: I've been fortunate enough to have traveled a lot of places, which, you know, absolutely helps. I think most travel advisors have a geographic focus. It's extremely challenging to cover the entire world. It's not really realistic because even if maybe I've been to Japan, I, I haven't been every single place in Japan, right? Most travel advisors actually do have a geographic focus. Instead, I have this focus on solo travel and cover the whole world, which is very challenging. And I'm very upfront with my clients about that. You know, I actually, right now, for example, have a client who said, I really want to go to Sweden. And I said, okay, fabulous. Full disclosure, I haven't been to Sweden yet. You know, do you still want me to plan this trip? And and look, they said yes. They said we trust you. We trust the research that you do. Um, I actually have a couple of friends who live in Sweden who I've been able to like tap for recommendations, which helps as well. But like, it's definitely a potential loophole of my business and. you know, I think everyone would handle it differently. For me, I'm just very upfront, very honest and kind of leave it to them whether they still want to work together or not.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's not realistic to go everywhere and it's your ability to research and like, you know what to look for in terms of quality and like meeting people's needs. So even if you have been somewhere, you might be very different travelers and they're not going to want to stay where you stayed or do the things that you did. So in reality, like- it's just yeah research. and
1: I think after you've traveled a lot you kind of have a sense of like I mean you've traveled a ton you have a sense when you're planning a new trip like how to go about doing your research how to go about finding out where a lot of the hotels are located what area is completely desolate that maybe you wouldn't send a solo traveler like you can kind of figure out a lot of this stuff through 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 research
0: as well exactly and yeah I'm sure we've both made lots of mistakes on our own in the beginning, but now we know better and yeah, can share that knowledge. So. Absolutely. <laughs> very cool. So, you've been traveling while doing this job. Can you tell us more about how you balance your work and travel?
1: It's so hard. It's getting so hard, which is great because it means I've gotten much busier in my business. Um, but what I'm realizing is it's very challenging for me to be planning itineraries and keeping up with all of these client needs while I'm on a very different time zone, traveling on my own, going from spot to spot. So I kind of am realizing that I really need to like take time off during my travels. And then also that I need to base myself In a specific city, I'm now based in New York. I got an apartment. I'm no longer nomadic, (laughs) and that has helped a lot. You know, I I really cannot travel twenty four seven like I was when I first launched my Instagram. Um, it's just not conducive to doing the work that needs to be done to grow the business.
0: Totally makes sense. And do you get to travel sometimes, like as a guest, like invited by hotels or come brands you work with?
1: Yeah, so. As a travel advisor, there are these things called FAM trips, which is a familiarization trip, which is like a media trip. So basically a travel agency will have all of its all of its agents go to a specific destination or hotel or cruise or resort or something like that, where the entire purpose of the trip is to familiarize the advisors with the destination so that they can in turn sell it to somebody else. So that's like a nice perk. Also... Just from my social media presence, I'm starting to monetize that, which is nice. So I kind of have like this content creator part of my business as well as the travel advisory, And I just reach out to hotels and pitch myself saying, I have this many followers. I'm a travel advisor. Can you comp part of my stay? And like, that's been super exciting that that's now happening as well, you know, because ultimately like... I love travel and my number one perk if I could receive like anything is not clothes. It's not, you know, food. It's it's really
0: travel. So that's been exciting. That's so awesome. Are there any destinations in particular that you enjoy planning the most? Hmm. I love planning like adventure focused trips. So
1: whether there's like a little bit of adrenaline involved or um, hiking, time outside in nature, ziplining. I, I don't know. I love giving my clients that sort of like once in a lifetime experience.
0: Love that. And I love seeing all your Instagram stories and stuff of your clients on their trips. It seems like you do such a nice job and there's always really nice touches. And I'm like that looks awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love sharing their experiences because you can tell like they're so excited and I love being able to share that with other people. And then you can kind of travel vicariously through them.
0: Absolutely. And like, it just makes you want to do it. That is the problem with social media. Like you just want to do all of the things, all the things. Very cool. So if somebody wanted to get started as a travel advisor, what would you recommend for them? I would
1: say, you know, either look into some sort of course like I did. The course that I did was called Careers on Vacation. You know, I would also just reach out to somebody that you know, who's a travel advisor. If you don't know anyone, reach out to me. I'm happy to chat. I've done so with quite a few people actually reach out to me on Instagram, like asking for one-on-one calls just to hear about, my experience. Also, you know, reach out directly to different travel advisories. So you can even just do a Google search. Like, for example, I'm in New York, New York City travel agencies, see some of the different agencies that exist near you, look at their websites, reach out to someone there, ask for an an introductory call. And then once you kind of link up with some sort of agency, they can really help facilitate course training and things like that to help, you know, get you started.
0: Very cool. This is going backwards. What is the normal length of trip you plan for? Like what's the longest you've ever planned for somebody?
1: The longest I've ever planned is a three week trip. The shortest I've planned is a five day trip. I would say a lot of my clients take anywhere between five to 10 day trip. I think, you know, reaching out to someone like me does make more sense for a, you know, either more complex or longer duration trip. You know, reaching out to me to plan a weekend away, like I'm happy to help, but you know, that's typically easier for most people to do on their own. I think they reach out to me when they're doing something that feels a little bit daunting. And so I tend to get like a little bit longer trip links.
0: Very cool. And so before we wrap up, you have an exciting retreat coming up. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yes, I would love to. So I'm hosting a small group luxury retreat to Costa Rica. And the theme of the retreat is going to be kind of an equal mix of adventure and wellness. So it's everything from like sound baths and yoga to zip lining and hiking to waterfalls and things like that. And then there will also be a little bit of a cultural element. We'll be visiting an indigenous village and doing a cooking class. So kind of the best of everything. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be at the end of April. And if you have any interest, just reach out to me on Instagram or through my website.
0: Perfect. And while you're at it, tell us your Instagram and your website, and I'm going to link it in the show notes as well.
1: My Instagram handle is at the and my website is www.thesoloist.travel as well.
0: Easy enough. Jen, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast and sharing this part of your life with us. Last time we spoke, it was more than a year ago. So it wasn't quite as developed yet. So it's exciting to hear your updates and what you're up to. And I love following all your travels and your clients' travels. So thank you again for being here. Thank
1: you so much. Honestly, it's it's such a pleasure to chat with you always and to be here on your
0: podcast. Thanks. And everyone else, I will catch you on the next episode. Wait, before you go, if you are here because you are exploring your travel options, I am excited to share with you that I've just revamped my free offerings to help you on your journey. Whether you need help budgeting for a career break, saving money for a trip, or learning how to effectively apply for a remote job, I've got you. Visit the link in the show notes or go directly to www.travelshifters.com slash freebies to download what you need. And don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at the Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at TravelShifters.com. Thank you so much for being here, and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.